Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 107 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that geezer over there is Andy, a.k.a. Levi Roots. <laughs> nice bit of jerk chicken for your dinner. Indeed. He's started drinks now. They're very nice. I had a watermelon one earlier. Oh, really? Well, I'm diversifying. I wish him well. He was a Dragon's Den winner, you know. He, he was. I remember. Yeah. I can remember him going on with his reggae, we've got reggae his, sauce. Uh, yeah, we've got his reggae, reggae cookbook. Have you? I remember going yeah. to Sainsbury's and trying to hunt down reggae, reggae sauce when it first uh, came out. That's a lovely uh, chicken thigh recipe that we do in the slow cooker that's very enjoyable. Nice. Do, do you have to yeah, use this reggae reggae sauce to, to make it? Uh, I, well, I don't know what it says in the recipe, but we do not use the reggae reggae <sighs> sauce to make it. It's a bit spicy for me. Oh, I like a good bit of spicy food. Oh, I like a bit of spice as well, but it is a bit spicy for me. What, spicier than your kebabs? That's a good question. I don't know. I just can remember eating it and thinking, ooh, it's a bit spicy for me. <laughs> <laughs> So is it a different kind of spice compared to a kebab? Maybe it is. I can't remember. I've not been. It's been a long time since I've had it. Um, I had a pizza today. I had so many jalapenos on top that after three slices, I couldn't feel my mouth. <laughs> I, believe I love a jalapeno, but the guy had just... Homemade oven or did... Oh, no. from the Pizza Go-Go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Four ninety nine for a, uh, a small pizza. Yeah. Do you for lunch? It will. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Sponsored by Pizza Go Go, the Ministry of Dice. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. There's there's two minutes of your life you're not going to get back. All right. Here we are once again. A fortnight has passed. I know you've missed us. Well, not so much because you obviously tuned into the Mod Extra podcast last Monday. They obviously didn't. No, no numbers aren't so good hey folks if you're out there and you like what we do here about dice masters you might like what we do about movies and tv shows so you should check out mod extra every other monday the off mondays when we're not doing the ministry of dice should it's good well we like it but i suppose we'd say that wouldn't we we would wouldn't we yeah there's a five-star review on uh, itunes though oh is there yeah. Is that from you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm or deny anything. <laughs> from your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So another two weeks passed, and we are two weeks closer to the mythical quarter one, 2022. <laughs> we haven't even reached, reached, we reached quarter four of 2021 yet. I know. I know. The, it's, getting, it's a long way in it folks it's a long way how are you all getting on out there with your weight hey i'll tell you what i was thinking about the other day i was wondering how many people are starting to get back into uh, in-store play getting together with folks down at the flgs i noticed on the uk dice masters page our man mark sloan hello mark hello mark down down uh, at tailored games in devon uh, and hello to all those guys uh took a photo saying look i'm in i'm in a store playing a game face to face with someone amazing yeah. yeah drop us a line if you're out and about and uh i know donnie's still playing face to face quite a bit and the california crew uh but if you're if you're out and about and you're starting to get back into a bit of face to face play getting things going back down at your fl just the fl just fl just flodgers down at your flodgers <laughs> mm. 
I'm tired tonight. Can you tell? No. Okay. <laughs> well, well, drop us a line anyway. Let us know how, how it's going. Have you managed to attract back all your pre-lockdown gaming group, etc., etc.? I'd love to know. You never know. It might, might be a segment in that down the line. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw those pictures. Uh, I was well gel. Well gel. Well gel in it. Bruv. Well gel. Yeah. There's a guy on the Dice Masters page in around Cornwall way. I pointed him towards the Devon crew, but it's possibly still too far then. Um. Anyway, before we get into it, we've got some feature segments lined up. Despite the long wait, despite the absence of any new news or information, we have prepared some feature segments. But before we do, of course, you need to get our update. So, Andy, tell us, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Well, it's been a single affiliation. Not single affiliation, single set. Single set, that's right. Single set, all day, every day, in the England household. Um... (laughs) We had a nice couple of games, didn't we? Yeah, they were good on uh, Wednesday, absolutely. We let, we let the crowd uh, experience two games. I know, it was possibly overstimulating for some. <laughs> I'm not sure how that could be. But yes, we'd be saying single sets. So we played our Wednesday night live streams on the Twitch. Uh, I had a beautiful Age of Ultron team uh, rocking some classics some absolute classics uh in the uh in the likes of super educaster do you remember her do you remember her from days gone past and she's a solid solid card um the ultron drone did some work with his capture and overcrushing well his capture and the, the ability to give him overcrush with a cheap two cost hulk out um yeah i had great fun uh, with that team. It's the first time in a long time where I was like, really like, I got my head around this and I, I know what to do. Uh, we went one apiece and um, yeah, it was brilliant. I loved it. So I still don't, still don't agree with that overcrush bobbins. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's revisit the argument we've already put to bed, but Chris can't remember, uh, which is, mate, I, I got the, the keyword description, which clearly states I didn't say I was disputing the rule. Oh, what? You just, you're not saying it's wrong. You just don't like it. It's just a matter of principle. Yeah, I don't agree with it. <laughs> oh, okay. So. The idea, it's called Overcrush, which is all about like barreling over your opponent. But they're capturing them. Yeah, but it's removing it capturing. as an opposition. It's removing it from the opposite, albeit for a temporary basis. They're still I, occupied, though. Stunned <laughs> by some kind of stunned ray or, you know, whatever. Nah, don't agree with it. All the janky bobbins that you've put in front of me for the last four years, <laughs> and you've got a moan about a two-card two combo with one with capture and one with overcrash. It is a it is a hell of a combo, though. It's good. Well, um, when I used it, I lost. Oh, that's true. Actually, we should explain it for anyone who's not familiar with the combo, shouldn't we? We should. After you, sir. Okay, so let me get the card out and I can read it. The Ultron drone, the one I was using... Uh, was Ultron Drone 01000100 and that's two cost fist and his text reads capture any enemy character dice blocking Ultron Drone 
return it at the end of the turn. It's got global as well, which is pay two fists, force an opposing character die to block a character of your choice this turn. So the Ultron drone attacks. He captures the uh, uh, well any or all dice that are blocking him, meaning that you could get damage through if it was if he's got overcrush. So I gave him overcrush with Hulk out, which is one target character die gains overcrush until the end of turn on its burst faces. It also gets plus one attack. So he he's removed the character opposite him. He's got overcrush. He does his damage directly through. End of. <laughs> because the keywords to overcrush is on the website for Dice Masters at WizKids. <laughs> As opposed to where <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Call Mini or not. Hasbro. Ravensburger, uh, and that quite clearly states when attacking, if this character KOs all of its blockers, and then in little brackets, very important, it's in, in italics and in brackets, or they are removed for other reasons, it deals any remaining damage to your opponent. Now, Capture removes it for another reason other than it being KO'd. Vis a vis. Philosophically, ipso facto, twice. Not me. So there you go. But it's not. It's not like like a Hulk barreling their way through. Yeah, well, his attack stats aren't that great, so it's like he's he's freezing no, them true. and then giving the little jabs in, like or multiple little Ultron droney slaps. It does put you in that tough spot because, uh, well, I chose several times just just to let it through, didn't I? I was like, well, yeah, let it ride on through. In theory, maybe it could have waited, could have used the global of pay two fists, force an opposing character to block character of your choice this turn uh, in order to uh, make him in the field that may have worked better, but could have slowed it down. When he's on his top face and you can get an extra attack at five, it's pretty juicy. But the other ones at one and two, um, maybe I could have uh, timed things a little better, made sure I've had enough fists to uh, to kind of chip away while keeping it in the in the mm. field. But uh, lessons learned, my friend. Lessons learned. That's it, yeah. That's it. But Jocasta, MVP for you. Oh, yeah. So th- th- I lost the game when I was using all of that. Second game, I put Jocasta out and then just um, uh, blocked with her until I won. Yep. Anyway, nothing I could do about it. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Because Jocasta, my friends, if you're not interested, like, if you are, like this, like Age of Ultron's got some cracking cards, um, uh, as do most sets, if you uh, have a look back and you remember them. Uh, basically, Jocasta, which is a super rare, which I hunted down. In many ways, it was a holy grail for me for uh, quite a while. And uh, the first time each turn, Jocasta would be dealt damage. Instead, deal that damage to your opponent. Uh, so um, if she didn't take any damage before, beforehand, you just put her out to block. And um, the damage that would have gone to her immediately goes to your opponent. She doesn't take any damage, so she just goes back in your field for next time. It's really annoying, but brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Tremendously offensive and defensive. Yeah. Which you're right, it's like one of the kind of holy grails of team building that you've got to card that serves several functions on your team absolutely it's, it's easy nice. to get around though you just ping her beforehand and this was where magic missile was very prevalent so it wasn't that hard you just used a bolt to ping her yeah. take one but then get through with your big hitters afterwards or at least try and get rid of her yeah for sure 
Um, but in a single set, which is what we were playing, much more challenging. Mm, solid she is. Good card she would be. Mm. Anything else? Anything else for the Andy update? Nah, not really. Been playing some PlayStation 5, which is which is nice. Got one, you know. Uh, what have I been playing <laughs> on that? Bit of Apex. It's FIFA. I started my own game of FIFA. Accidentally wiped the Suns saved games, which you weren't too pleased about. Uh-oh. Um, I feel his pain. <laughs> yeah. He'd spent like three seasons on Manchester United building them up to be like this juggernaut. And um, it, I took it back to square one. So he wasn't too chuffed for that, and I don't blame him. Although, to be fair, I don't know why it did it. It should be able to store one, more than one saved game at a time. But uh, Well, we've all been tough. there. Uh, play some Battlefield 1. Oh, which yeah. is uh, free on PlayStation if you've got your PlayStation Plus. Um, played some games with Javier. Uh, that's mental. It's old school, that. Um, lots of people playing it, but I think because it's just, you know, recently become free. Or I think it's recently become free. Anyway, um, yeah, charging round. I think it's World War One or two. I can't even work out which one it is. I don't know. Didn't spend much of the time alive because I just got killed repeatedly. <laughs> that's okay. You respawn in Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, you just respawn and get killed again. But we had, we had a whale of a time just like nattering away and getting shot by every different, um, you know, participating country in uh, in the uh, World War, one or two. I think it's two. There was a tank. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely two. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely two. But that, that's, that's it for me, really. Want to know more? Try more extra next week. <laughs> okay fair enough but, you well, my old day then so uh, yeah in the single set I played uh, an X-Men Forever campaign box team and associated team packs I was toying around with the Danny Moonstar and uh, what else was on my team oh uh, unblockable Kitty Pride, the one that's unblockable when she attacks with another X-Men character um, and then I was using Hope Summers Pluripotent Echopraxia and the Cyclops team leader to make everything cheaper to buy and give them all a bit of a buff as well. So those Kitty Prides and those Danny Moonstars were a lot more threatening than they might normally be, stat-wise. Which went pretty well. I think Danny Moonstar did it for me in that first game. Yeah, it was strong. Yeah, um, but that second game I just couldn't, couldn't... That Jocasta just kept... Blocking my Danny Moon stars and rolling back in on a higher level, no less, every time. <laughs> yeah, I think if she'd have missed one, it might have been a different story. But she was she was uh, bedded in for the night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in the absence of any other solution at that time, I had a mimic dice, the flying, blasting, slashing. There's a bit of removal floating around. Uh, I thought that'd be nice because if I could remove Jocasta. But if I end up staying and copying her, that's not the worst thing in the world either. No. But it, again, another challenge with single set is bag management, even more so than I usually experience because I'm a really crap bag manager because uh, your global options, which are particularly useful for bag management, are obviously restricted by what's available in the set that you've chosen. So I was doing the best I could with the um, HXG global, the, the Professor X with the... Uh, sidekick prep and the 
Counter Strike uh, did the business. Counter Strike, well, thank you. It? Yeah, that's a really nice little maneuver, actually. Counter Strike, if you're playing lots of dice with the same affiliation, Counter Strike can help you prep one and move a load of stuff into your bag. And with the Hope and Cyclops combo, which was reducing the cost of my X Men dice by two, I was able to buy lots of stuff, fill my use pile, then fire off a Counter Strike move the one I fancied having over to the prep area and then put the rest in my bag so they were definitely coming out the following turn. So once I got it up and running, it was fine, but uh, Mimic was buried. So I was trying to remove that Jocasta with a 50-50 shot on the Danny Moonstar. And with the Danny Moonstar's stats buffed, they were just threatening enough uh, that you decided to block him. Yeah. But threatening enough that when Jocasta came back, I ended up hurting myself a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, interesting games, a lot of back and forth, and it was nice to use some cards that not really been looking at much for a while. Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely good. Yeah. Uh, on the non-Dice Masters front, not not a great deal to report. I bought a new game called Claim. Ooh, which is new a new game. Yeah, two-player card game. And uh, here's, I got caught out on the old Amazon different language. Oh, what language did you yeah. get it in? German. So oh, you proved last episode that you're fluent in German. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was uh, cheap. It was like really cheap compared to the over-the-counter price. I just not paying attention. I just thought it was a sale or something. Um, it's not until you get to the product info much further down the page where it says language, German. And it's clearly there. I've just not read all the way down. You know, everything else, like the information box, is filled out in English. So... Uh, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do with this? But then uh, a friend of mine pointed out that the rule set is available on Board Game Geek as a PDF, and once you've learned them, you don't need to go back to them. It's not that type of game where you have to revisit the rules. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I bought it for cheap. It's in German. Uh, there's no words on the cards themselves. Okay. It's, it's all icons and images. So I went and grabbed the rules, PDF off Board Game Geek. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're in Europe and, you, and you're struggling to find a game at a price you can afford, then maybe have a look and see if the alternative language formats are going cheaper and whether the rule book's tucked away somewhere on Board Game Geek. You can save a few quid and still get the game. Nice. Yeah. There's Chris's little life hack for the day. <laughs> Changing the world one hack at a time. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and that's it. It's been pretty quiet. I'm back at the office now. What? Yeah. Um, well, I was there today. <laughs> oh, is that it? That are you done yeah. for the year? Yeah, uh, I might have to go back next week, maybe one day. But yeah, it's uh, no. I'm uh, legitimately uh, required more in the office. The restrictions being lifted has meant that my presence has been requested for some meetings and things, uh, which is getting in the way of my content creation. So I think I've been a bit quiet over on the YouTube channel for about a week now. Oh dear, I need to to pop up for one of your amazing shorts, 60-second shorts. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, check them out. Just less than a minute, each and every one of them. So... One of them hit a proper algorithm and loads of people have watched it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Uh, I also did the second part of my Marvel What If Dice Masters style series, looking at the What If cards. Ooh. So if you're interested or want to know more about What If cards and the comic book lore that inspired them, you'll find some information about it there in the vid. Nice. I never quite got the Doctor Strange Panachery one. You never quite got it? No. Has he never acquired it or didn't understand the text? No, just the character. I was like, for all the characters to to mesh together, that one seemed boring. Doctor Strange and the Punisher, the Sorcerer Supreme and the baddest of badass vigilantes. Punisher would never wear a cape. Would he? If it serves it. The Punisher will use whatever's available for whatever practical purpose is required. As long as it's a black T-shirt with a white skull on it. Makes it look badass. <laughs> yeah. Well, this cape I, will help me fly and protect me. But is it in black? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the answer is no. That's the point of what if, though, isn't it? That it's the it's what you don't see. It's the stuff you don't encounter. Yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, it didn't uh, tickle my fancy. It only appeared in a very short sequence in one of the what if comics anyway. Yeah, and he said dust, and the Hulk disappeared. Yep, and calm. And eggs. Yeah. If he was the, the, the Sorcerer Supreme, then he'd be less angry, wouldn't he? The Punisher? Yeah. Well, no, the circumstances of his journey to becoming a vigilante, I suppose it would de- depend on the timetable of events, wouldn't it? If the If the death of his wife and child by the Mafia still happened regardless of where his journey went from that point he would be you know driven by revenge yeah i suppose yeah whether he's the sorcerer supreme or not supreme's a funny word as well it always reminds me of the supremes it's not very scary or cool <laughs> i don't know where i go with that but it's true no i've 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 got nothing i've got no- <laughs> i've got nothing I mean, Diana Ross and the Supremes are an excellent group. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if the Jatari are coming down to attack New York, you ain't going to want her on the front line, are you? I don't know. I've always <laughs> kind of had this. <laughs> I've always had this impression that Diana Ross is quite fierce. You know, like she's the kind that would take her high heels off and yeah, give you a head injury. I'll stab a Jatari warrior in the eye with her yeah. six-inch high heels. Yeah, don't you think she's got a kind of fearsomeness about her no tina turner maybe no tina's no nah, she's she's a teddy bear she's lovely no she only does her songs rough <laughs> as proud mary taught us <laughs> i love that tune yeah me too uh, it's great <laughs> let's let the listeners know what we've got coming up in this episode then so we're going to move into a community focus now. Just a bit of info, if you're not already aware of uh, an upcoming online event uh, that we'd like to bring you in the loop on. Uh, then we're going to move on to a segment. We're going to carry on our f- series that we're running at the moment, uh, talking about alternative formats to keep the game fresh and interesting for team building and gameplay. And then at the back end of the episode, we're going to talk about an element of being a Dice Masters player that I think gets touched on a lot, but Perhaps hasn't been discussed, so we're just going to go for one of our kind of rambly chats and get under the skin of the idea of collecting Dice Masters. What's it like to not only be a player, but a collector of the game as well? Uh, And with all that packed in, now we've had that really weird and generic intro, (laughs) it should be 
a complete episode. Should be. Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, let's see what happens. So, should we crack on, my man? This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, well, here we are then, folks. Here is the news, and it's an update on an upcoming online event. We mentioned it briefly in our last episode. Our good friends, the folks over at DM North, are holding an online organised play event called Roll for the North 2. Two? Yeah, there was one last year. There was indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's taking place on Saturday, the 23rd of October. It's kicking off at 12 p.m. Eastern time. What's that, in real time? Uh, I don't know, about six, five or six in the afternoon. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I lose track with whether it, whether it's five or six hours sometimes because of, you know... Clock's changing. And all that malarkey, yeah. Um, so, yeah, be there or be square, folks. I will be being square. Will we? Oh, you disappoint me. Why are you being square? Uh, I'm, I'm away that weekend. I'm unable to play. We have a, a long weekend in London booked. Long weekend in London? Yeah, a, a rescheduled long weekend in London that was due to happen about two years ago. Oh, blimey, Governor. Are you having some have- jelly deals? Yeah, we've got some tickets for something that's ov- that's obviously been postponed, and then postponed, and then postponed. Uh, and it's finally going ahead in October. So Nice. Um, yeah, so I'm sadly unable to make it. However, I wish uh, DM North and everyone participating the best of luck. Um, uh, the format information, then, it's a golden constructed event. It's a single affiliation, but with a twist. With a twist? What's the twist, twist, Chris? <laughs> they've co- they've called it a do- <laughs> only I know why that's funny. Um, they've called it a double single affiliation event, and so you have four card slots on your team for one affiliation, and four card slots on your team for another affiliation. How that thought? Does that mean you could have the Justice League and the Avengers? <laughs> yes, my friend, it does mean you could have the Justice League and the Avengers. Wow, cool, blimey. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting little twist, um, which I think is going to perhaps produce some really interesting team builds. There, there is a little bit more, though, to bear in mind. Uh, it's the superhero YPs only, so it's DC and Marvel. Just the superheroes? Yeah, yes, just this. Just the superheroes? God. <laughs> I'll put my fiends away. For everybody else listening to this right now, you just sound like you're being very weird and random because they've not been privy to the conversation we've had prior to hitting record. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yes, just the DC and Marvel. Uh, and I'd recommend that you go check out the information on their website. It's dm-north.com. And then you click the Roll for the North little button in the top right corner of their homepage because there are some restrictions and bans. So they've done some stuff like uh, villains are out of the picture. You can only operate by their secondary affiliation, for example. Oh. Uh, they banned hope, as is often done. Um, in life. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
uh, and they've done like some stuff with mystics and things. So go check out go check out the finer detail if the events sort of interest to you. It, that's also where you'll find information on how to register and get involved. What uh, they are putting? What would happen if you only had three cards in an affiliation? Well, Andrew, as I understand it. Yes. Uh, you have four slots for one affiliation and four slots for another, making a total team of eight. However, if you're playing an affiliation in one of your halves that uh, has less than four characters, your f- remaining slots are lost. You can't Ooh. then backfill them with your second affiliation. So if you were, for example, playing uh, the, the Hand and, uh, I don't know, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, then you could fill the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants all four slots on the fourth side, but your hand side can only have the one single hand card on it, and the other three would have to remain empty. Oh, that is a twist. Yeah, I hope I've understood that correctly. I believe that's I believe that's what the script is on that. I'm sure Jordo or Laurier <coughs> will swoop in to the co- uh, the comments somewhere below one of these episodes to correct me if I have got that wrong. What about if you wanted to do a dragon team? Well, you can't because the dragons are in Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dungeons & Dragons set and they are excluded from the event. It's the Marvel and DC IPs only. Oh. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. If you want to play a dragon team, you'll have to just get a friend to to play with. Okay. What what happens if you wanted to do like an orc team? Well, again, uh, that would be you wouldn't be able to do that because oh. the orcs feature in the Warhammer 40k IP. Uh, there are some orcs also in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh no, they were goblins. They were, wasn't it? There were three on that picture. Yeah, the goblin tap force. It was D and D that's got orcs, of course. Of course. Yeah. So no, no orcs. Oh. They they are offering prizes. Oh, prizes! I'm there. However, however, there is no entry fee. The uh, prizes have yet to be announced. Oh. So again, keep your eyes peeled for more information about that. But they are running uh, a, a further interesting twist because they're going to allocate prizing based on wins with a multiplier in effect based on how they tier rank your affiliation. So they've they've kind of banded off these three tiers of affiliation strength and if you win games with what they have what they consider to be a weaker affiliation you'll get extra tickets towards your prizes that's quite complicated um well no no, i've probably made it sound more complicated than it is that complication that screams laurier to me he's a complicated (laughs) one (laughs) it screams laurier screams laurier (laughs) Is there a oh yes? Is there a two tier system? Is there a winners bracket and a losers bracket? Love it when we go down that route. <laughs> no, they're just doing Swiss only. Uh, Are they not? <laughs> the number of rounds will be based on the number of players. I like it when they go with the Austrian tiered system. <laughs> I'm gonna move on before you end up offending someone. <laughs> <laughs> so dm-north.com click on the button for roll for the north 2 on their homepage to find out more 23rd of august august october 23rd of october be yeah, there right be chris indeed i'll be in london london baby um the apples and pears in <laughs> right on to the next segment
Yes, welcome back then, folks. So it's time for the format focus. Uh, if you're listening today for the very first time, Andy, would you like to explain to any new listeners what the format focus is all about? We need a jingle, don't we? Well, that's your department. I'll leave that with you. All right, leave that with me. See if I can scrab something together in the next couple of days. Uh, so format focus. We've got nothing coming until quarter one, 2022. That is between three and six months away, folks. So what could we possibly do to keep us entertained and keep the game fresh uh, whilst we wait for these new sets to come out? I know. Let's try different formats as per the BritRoller6.com blog. Click on the link at the top of the page, which says, what does it say? It says formats and focusy. Uh, formats and theme ideas. Uh, and we can try to restrict the card pool and make things a little bit more exciting. Dust off some of those old scrabbly cards, the back of your binder uh, that you may not have ever actually played with. Uh, and those um, dice that never roll character when you first use them. Let's roll those character, those energy out of those characters uh, or dice <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so yeah we're picking different ones uh, we are trying to encourage you to play along we did a single set uh, for our last focus and we will have by the time this podcast comes out two uh, videos um, where we've uh, tried that idea and how we got on with that uh, but it's time to uh, change it up try something new and so we're going for one which will be an interesting one because it means that I'll have to build the team more than two minutes before we start recording. Uh, and <laughs> that is called Team Swap. Would you like to tell mm. the uh, lovely, lovely listeners what Team Swap entails? Um, or would you like me to? I can do it, I suppose. Uh, if you don't want to, I can. Mm. Yeah. Go on. Okay, well, I'll put on my uh, BBC Newsreader voice for it. So, Team Swap. Uh, each player builds a team for the play session slash event and plays it for the first round slash game. However, at the start of round two, the players swap teams and play each other. Repeat for as many rounds as you are playing against each subsequent opponent. Uh, this is a head melter, as they say up north, uh, of a team building challenge. How do you make a team that you can win with on your first round, but then can beat in all your subsequent rounds? Mm. Yeah, so we're going to build a team, play it, and then swap it and play it again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which it, it, it is interesting, and it is a bit of a head melter when it comes to team building because it adds this extra dimension where you have to bear in mind that you are not only going to play this team yourself, but your opponent's going to play this team. Uh, and there's a number of factors involved in that. The first is that you need to give it enough inherent weakness that you can defeat it with whatever your opponent brings along for you, or you build it in a way that, um, what am I trying to say? Well, my brain just stopped. Secret combos. So what we are saying there, folks, is that you want to... We probably not want to describe how the team works at the beginning of the videos when we do them uh, so that uh, we can try and win the game. And then when you swap it, you'll know how to defeat your team or the team that you've just passed over to your opponent. That would indeed <laughs> make things awkward. Yep. Yeah, or you could just make that decision where you just go all out <laughs> in the hopes that your opponent goes all out. 
And so you've got two all-out teams and you'll do, that you can just outplay them. Fair, fair. I'm just going to build stuff that uses the attack step. <laughs> well, which is a fine strategy when I'm your opponent, of course, but um, wouldn't be if you were in, I don't know, like a three-round event with your, True. Your, your mates down at your local gaming store or something. I mean, it's, it's particularly interesting in a three-round event because you end up, you play your team in round one, then you swap with your opponent in round two, then swap with your opponent in round three. So you end up playing three teams through the entire night, uh, which is interesting because you have to then build it. You know, it expands the parameters of that even further because then you've got to consider, well, so for me and you next week, I'll be thinking about building a team that I can beat you with, but that you would struggle to beat me with. Yeah. But in a three-round event down at your local game store, you've got to then go, well, my team's going to face at least three other teams, Ooh. one of which I'll be playing, and then I'll have two other opponents. That's a, is a head melter. You'll just pick all these like things that work together, and um, I'll just try and attack with them religiously. Yeah, well, so the other thing to bear in mind is that if you play your own team in the first round, you are, in effect, giving a tutorial on how, how to, to play to your play team. It. Yeah, unless you play it badly on purpose. Sure. Well, I mean, that's an option to intentionally lose your first round, I suppose, so that you don't give give the game away or turn up with such a pit-awful team that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you just accept the fact that you're going to lose the first round. Uh, knowing that you can come back stronger with everyone else's team. It's <laughs> a bold strategy, Con. Actually, that is quite a bold strategy because if you are playing in a three-rounder, uh, which we won't be doing, but if you were playing in a three-rounder, two wins and a loss could be enough to make sure that you... You know, if you're in a round-robin or something... Yeah. It could be enough to bring you out on top overall when the dust settles. Secure the victory. Yeah. That's going a bit in depth, though. That's not what we're here for. We're here to have fun. Well, build, true. Build yeah, teams, roll true. dice. It's yeah. Uh, it's, it's tactical it's more... nuances onto the other guys, eh? <laughs> yeah. But it is, uh, it's the extra element of team building thought, I think, is the key here. When we talk about the idea of like looking at cards differently or looking at cards that you might not generally habitually use and digging them out for use for a change of pace, this is the type of format that could be an avenue for you to to go oh actually i don't normally play that one but in this situation i can see that working well we'll find out in the next couple of weeks won't we yeah all you lovely listeners i bet you've been hankering to see what the next format focus is so you can start team building and do let us know what you're doing yeah, I'm certain, I'm certain they are. <laughs> but we uh, we stream these games every Wednesday night over on our Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv forward slash mod extra. So if you want to come and see us play these formats out and give them a go for realsies, uh, then you can catch us live there and join in on the chat. Um, or you can check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice, where we've been posting the uh, gameplay footage after the fact. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, I feel like we've, you know, we'll get, we're done with that one. We'll get you through it. We'll get you through this dry spell. <laughs> we're certainly doing our best. Uh, right, on to the next segment then, my man, I think. Wee oui, wee, oui, monsieur. Let's do it. 
Yes, okay, welcome back then, dear listener. And this segment now is just going to be one of our classic Ministry of Dice kind of rambly chat things where we're going to talk, we like to talk over different ideas or different concepts in relation to the game of Dice Masters. And today we're going to talk about something that I think is always in the air, always knocking about. It gets referred to, but perhaps isn't fully explored, and nor will it be by the conclusion. <laughs> Of this segment, <laughs> uh, which is the idea of being a Dice Masters collector. You know, we, we talk a lot about gameplay. Uh, many of the content creators talk a great deal about uh, the idea of gameplay. Uh, and, you know, we, we've just done a segment on a different format. So we talk about how to play the game, how to build teams, how to be competitive. You know, all the content out there is in relation to that. But in every Discord, on every Facebook page, at every local gaming store, the one thing is always going on is trading and swapping and selling and buying in order to complete collections or acquire cards that you wish to own got it need it need it got it got it need it got it need it, <laughs> yeah. need it got it want 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 need need swap swap that one i started off being a proper collector in this game hunting down the cards really buying the uh getting the full sets i think i've got full sets up to Oof. up to quite a way past world's finest right. maybe as far as i think green arrow and the flash i don't think i've got everyone there apart from star goal rare for justice league was <laughs> the only one other than <laughs> up to that point i've not got not taking into account the full art chase zombie ones and stuff like that sure sure is that but you've got the super rares have you in those oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, so I was on it. I wanted it. I needed them in my life. Like <laughs> hunting down cards left, right, and center off of eBay, uh, hitting up any singles selling websites where there used to be. There's not really much now, but Firestorm cards, uh, Barney's one, yeah. Um, yeah. really kind of, and uh, the oh, what's that? The, the that shop, the one that does all the cards. Uh, blue, 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 blue something. Blue boy. I can't remember now. Blue man group. One, something like that. Chaos cards as well. They had a big selection. So I really hunted them down. Then it kind of tapered off after a while. Um, what, what changed? What made you um, become less driven to collect I think it was the just it got to a certain amount that I was just like, oof, can't keep going at this rate. Um, although, admittedly, yeah. like at this moment in time, maybe it's something that could could start again because there's a as a drought. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just went off the boil with it. It didn't. I didn't need it anymore at the time. I needed that gobby off of eBay for mm. too much money. Um, you know, it was a hunt. It was exciting. <laughs> it was the thrill of the chase. Indeed. Uh, I was going to say that. I'm not too, um, you know, you just burn out of different things, don't you? Although the, the love of the game has continued, uh, you know, I'm not too bothered to get the super rares of Tomb of Annihilation, you know. And, you know sure. I'm not that bothered. I've got, to be fair, I've got three. Um, but, I, you know, it's not, it doesn't, doesn't burn inside me that I've not got all of them. Uh, sure. So uh, yeah, because I think there's eight as well, isn't there? There's the artifacts and then the characters. But um, 
yeah, yeah, sure. See, I never had that. I never, I, I don't, uh, despite the fact that I am an avid collector, I, I never felt the burning desire to try and attempt and complete the entire set. That was until I realized how close I was to a complete set. So, <laughs> yeah, now you, well, you're close to a full clean sweep, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. So it wasn't until that point. So as I've been, I wish I'd been more, I think, now in, in hindsight, now I've reached this point where I've gone, oh, you know, I'm really close here. I should maybe try and finish all these sets off and get a complete set. I wish I'd been more active at the time because one of the challenges of being a Dice Masters collector right now is that legacy cards, older cards, certainly ones with a kind of, in a higher state of rarity, are proving increasingly difficult to get hold of. True that. Yeah, yeah, especially... Now, I've been fortunate in that through the the years, I've had good pulls when I've picked up gravity feeds, so I've generally landed... You know, if there's a high-value rare or super rare that I want to play, or I've managed to trade into one because, you know, we've got a pretty decent network here in the UK of sort of uh, trading, certainly down in the Manchester scene, you know, in down at Element Games. So there's only been one or two in my lifetime where I've been like, oh, man, I really want this card. It'd be great on some teams I want to make, but I can't get hold of it. Like Ronin. God, how long was I looking for Ronin? Forever. But that was less about collecting. That was more about gameplay value. Yeah, you want you wanted to use it. Yeah, but now I'm finding some of the more obscure rares and super rares hard to find also. Like the ones that people would have willingly, freely traded back in... Yo, know, 2017. That's a good year. I can't, I can't seem to find out and about right now. 2017, good year. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent vintage of Dice Masters. Wasn't that the year that Ben won the UK National Championship? Go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what it says. In, I've checked it's what it says in the win. Never trust the win system. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you for that little bit of extra editing. Um, You're welcome. So, yeah, so I wish I had been a bit more active because now I've reached this this kind of later point and gone, oh man, I'm so close. However, there are also some cards out there that what what me and you were talking about prior to putting this segment together with this idea, of like there's some there's some holy grails like collecting holy grails in dice masters that are really hard to get hold of or have been hard to get hold of indeed and it is a buzz when you get your hands on it that's the truth yeah it's an absolute nightmare though yeah it's an absolute nightmare and so some of these as my collection you know my needs list is getting smaller and smaller i'm just seeing some of these more difficult ones left over you know so I'm thinking, yeah, rigorous training. God, yeah, that never came out in the UK. No, no. Well, actually, that was something else. Um, I, I suppose a, a, another layer or another tack-on sort of discussion point is that the extent to how rare a card is, our perspective here in Europe can be a little bit different to North America sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So we were saying the first foils ever to come out, which was the Professor X trainer and a few others, they they didn't come out in the UK. We couldn't get our hands on them. It's only very recently, I think, that some of our uh, friends the other side of the water sent some over to us to give out as prizes. Uh, uh, it was Jimmy. Oh, it was, it was Jimmy. Whiskids gave them to us. Yeah. Gave them to us for our MODPDM prize pools, uh, specifically Gaming versus Cancer last year. So that was very nice of him, but they'd not reached these shores 
uh, prior to that point. No. Uh, other than an exclusive prize from the uh, Ministry of Dice. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so those are those rough. So it might not be that hard to get hold of one over in the US, but pain in the backside to try and get one over here. No, yeah. There certainly are some, though. Uh, that if, if you're a completionist and you're really going for it, because uh, and most of them, most of the really hard-to-find ones sit in the kind of the prize card, promotional card kind of area. Although there is the purple bard, um, the purple line. You mentioned the Marvel Zombies. Yeah. And then there's the purple rarity, the chase rarity of Black Lanterns. Oh, yeah, I've not got them either. Yeah, I've got the Black Lanterns. I haven't got all the zombies yet. For me, um, I, I've got the card, even though it's not a purple one. It doesn't sure. bother me. It doesn't trigger my collector need. I've got, I've got all of the zombies. The fact that they're not kind of full art rare purple lines does doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and there is definitely a point in the kind of collecting process. We have to say, well, do I do I need them? What am I actually after? So. I was talking to someone. Who was I talking to about this? Uh, I was messaging with someone. Uh, I can't remember who now. About th- they were trying to complete the sets, the later sets, not just in standard but in foil. So they were looking for two of each card. So they had the standard and the foil version, and going wow. for like a complete, complete set, wow. which is a bridge, wow. a bridge too far for me. Although I have again cards, I know I'm going to play with a lot. I've tried to get the foil version just so that they look yeah, at it. Yeah, you have done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose it's, it's a case of what you value there. Like, I've focused foil acquisition around just ones that I know I'm going to use a lot. I've got a full set of Deadpool in normal and foil. Have you? Yeah. Do you know why? Mm, no. Because I won the UK National Championship 2017. You're a UK national champion? Yeah, 2017. Wow. Next you'll be telling me you went to Worlds. I did. I'll tell you about it sometime. But not now, because yeah, we're to, talking about yeah. collections. You have to let me know about it, yeah. Um, so what else is on the Collector's Holy Grail? Uh, I think the big one's the Alt Art Serena, which yeah. is the... The thing with Alt Art Serena, she was given out... A, was she given out a top 32 or something? She, she was... I mean, there are a number of them around. There are rarer cards, but she's... Because of the... Uh, the popularity of the the card and the ability, uh, it's really put it on that pedestal, and people don't want to let it go unless, like, you remortgage your house for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it goes for a lot. So the last time I saw one go on eBay, it was uh, about 110 quid uh, UK. So what's that? About 150 dollars. It's mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's one I've been trying to get hold of for many years. Uh, but again, it's because it's one that I know I'll play with. It's it's not one I've necessarily pursued in order to try and have a complete set. It's one that I, th- I want because the gameplay value is high as well. Would you? When's the last time you played Serena? Uh, well, I mean, that's a great point. Not for a while now. But you want not for it a fair old it's, time. It's, it's rare and it's also got a use. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the two things colliding. It's the gameplay value and the collectible value meeting in the middle. And it looks good, doesn't it? That oh, yeah. I mean, the artwork's tremendous. Yeah, background is uh, is very, very cool. Yeah, it is tremendous. Yeah, Green Goliath, Um, the old art Green Goliath. I hunted for that for ages. I did finally get my hands on one, but 
for a long time that was a, a, a personal holy grail. Um, trying to get that for um, for not, you know, megabucks. Yeah, I mean, there's a few of those earlier ones that were the national and world's prizing cards at that point. So there's Cable, uh, I think it's t- uh, Time Traveller. Yeah, the grey one, that's very cool. Yeah, the, You've got that there's now, t- you? Well, there's two two Cables that were prize cards. Uh, the Alex Ross Joker. Yeah, that pops up one. now and again. Yeah, it does, and it doesn't go for quite as much you know, in terms of cash value. Um so yeah, some of those earlier ones. I think I think they're just possibly a bit more obscure on the kind of open secondary market. So if you yeah. were just getting started and you wanted to go, God forbid, you're trying to start a a, a, a collection from a standing start now. Uh, but if you were, there's like some more obscure kind of ones. It's like an Aquaman. Um, although there's quite a few of those about. I forget though. I think it's all about prize distribution, isn't it? So the ones that are the more holy grailish are the ones that were given at the top sixteen, top eight, top four so on so forth top two yeah yeah and there's definitely been examples of those down the line so you were mentioning to me about like foil gobby that was in the that was in the top two or foil or or, uh multiple man yes yeah yeah which i think was top four yeah uh indeed i have one of those i've seen one of those sell for quite a high price actually around around 100 quid as well yeah but yeah the thing about the, the the foil gobby that's annoying it's just the same picture I think they done well when they went alt art and foil. Yes, which was what multiple man was. Uh, and I tell you what else is foil alt art that's quite hard to get your hands on the uh, boom boom that was given in two thousand and nineteen. It was at Worlds and at the Euro Champs. Yeah, let's not yeah. forget the wee coloured dice. Yeah, the golden sidekicks, absolutely. Yeah, um, although I think I think there's quite certainly the kind of hardcore central niche of Dice Masters fans have got that managed to get their hands on one. Mm. Um, I certainly know that they were giving uh, the Euro Champs. They were giving sets away. You know, if you competed in several events, so I, I picked up a set for playing in uh, for coming top four in uh, the Global Escalation. And then I picked up a set for coming top eight in the main event, the modern. And I ended up with a set in my prize package for top eight. So I ended up with two and I, I gave you one. And Jimmy's given us some that we've given away as prizes. No, yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I did. I haven't got a set. Of the yellow dice? Yeah. Uh, I swear down, man, I gave you... A set of golden sidekicks. No, I've not got a set. <laughs> Are you taking the mic right now? <laughs> I've got it. I, I don't. We had a set that um, someone uh, donated to us. I think that was that was Troy. Troy, like yeah, very very nice man. Uh, and then we gave that as a prize as Gaming versus Cancer. Yeah, I got two sets, and I sent you a set in the post. I'm not, I'm not even kidding now. I definitely sent you a set. No, we, I think we gave it away as a prize. Oh, did we? Well, listeners, rally. <laughs> listen back to the last 106 episodes of the Ministry of Dice, all of you, over the next um, few days, and then let Track us know. on that moment. Where, yeah. Because I'm sure. No, I've, I haven't got a set. Um, and do you know what? Um, you'd have thought that would have properly triggered my collector need. 
uh, but it didn't. They did look cool. It did hurt a little bit when I gave them, you know, posted them off as the prize. Although, you know, charity, mate. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no, like I, I think with your sidekicks, I've got very attached to my my sidekicks. I'm not sure uh, how, yeah. how everyone feels about that. Like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're cool. I probably would use them. But my sidekick dice, I've used the same sidekick dice other than a, uh, a you know, a, a brief affair with the uh, the reverse-coloured black ones. Um, I've stayed loyal to my sidekicks for about four years through thick and thin for richer and sicknesses <laughs> and health. Those boys, have, those boys have done me proud on many, many occasions. Um, uh, what are you using right now? You're using... I've definitely seen you change them up. Uh, rarely, I use they're the the. the gr- they're, I'm gonna be getting one out. They're like a slight kind of grey beigey tinge to them. I think they came in the oh um, one of the campaign box ones. Uh, I think it was UXM campaign box where they made them slightly different color. Yeah, and I've kept with these boys for uh for donkey's years they they uh, they're the ones i took to america they're the ones that i am um, you know played 2007 <laughs> i don't want to say it again i said it too many times <laughs> but you know what, they, don't, what don't you want to say again the uk national champion 2017 every day it gets that little bit more um irrelevant yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what is the real holy grail right now what is that real holy grail right now? Animated X Men Jubilee. Oh, I don't think I've even seen it. I, I, yeah, I've se- I've seen one for real. Uh, so Peter and James at Eurochamps got one each for top two, and I'm pretty sure. So, and I think Ben and Arge have got one each. Uh, uh, World Champ and World Championship uh, runner up, and th- and that might be it. There might only be four be of them in the four. wild. Well, they may no be given at US Nats as well. Yeah, that's that's the real, that's the current Holy Grail. My man, uh, Comics Mike, shout out to Comics Mike. He's been trying to pin pin that card down for, you know, going on three years now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got one, Iron Fist, OP Iron Fist. Do you remember that? But, yeah, well, that was one of those exams. We, again, we didn't get it over this side of the world. We did. I think. Not the uh, draft. Didn't I? Didn't think we got the draft um, event. We 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 got it over. It eventually turned up as a in a prize kit for something else later down the line. Yeah, I don't think it was for a draft. We got it as a prize kit, but that blinking thing was it a two cost or three cost? It was a two cost thing. Two cost, yeah. It came with one dice. Yeah, but you really, to use it, you needed four. Uh, I oh, I think I bought a dice eight single dice for 25 quid and then that bloody oh. team pack come out where there was just a really? slightly different color of green yeah 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 well in fact um uh, out the blue a load of them became available and were given away as prizes at later events but, yeah. so that was an interesting twist that the uh, a more prestigious card then be- later became less prestigious as time went on and more rewarded i mean when when jimmy was on for our 100th episode interview he intimated that there was going to be more uh, prizing of that nature that was going to be harder to get your hands on uh, uh, unless you you know you participated in the events that they were that, going that was out rough at. because like that was a good card as well and i think that's what makes the difference between the kind of the clamor for it is that that was one that 
you could play with like that was useful not only was it yeah. rare not only was it like cool and different because it had its own dice but it was useful as opposed to say the Strad one where meh, you know it's all right yeah 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 um sure um so collecting it's it's a mugs game but somehow we're compelled to do it anyway <laughs> Yeah, it is. Fun. So uh, it is fun. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I was I was never really all that bothered, uh, even though I am an obsessive collector by nature. That this wasn't something that really got into my bones until I realised how close I was. Um, but let's throw it out to the audience. You know, you know where to find us. Get in touch. Let us know how do you feel about the collecting element of the game. Um, I mean, we've not even talked about things like when it when it was taken off the table when it went cam you know sealed. Uh, non-blind products and stuff yeah that changed the game completely because it wasn't a collectible game anymore you just add it which was lovely yeah yeah absolutely i know some people out there don't aren't interested in collecting at all and we'll just sit back wait and see what kind of is meta popular and then just try and pick up the meta popular cards to build key teams out of yeah you know net deck it and just pick out what you want yeah absolutely um so you know it, is is that your style and approach? Is that are you just here for the game, and uh, not necessarily here for the collectible element of the game, um, or are you like Andy there, or like Andy used to be? Got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. <laughs> uh, well, we'll wrap that one up there. Yeah. I don't know how uh, did did we fully explore it. Uh, we we had a go. Yeah, yeah, we had a go. On to the outro then, my man. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Where did we pull out an hour's worth of content yet again? Well, look, looking at our right looking at our ass. running timer, I'm, uh, I think we're probably in excess of an hour. Oh, we'll quick. see what happens. Cut it down. Save it for next episode. Yeah, see what happens when I edit it down and tidy it up a bit. Um, but yes, keep it Ministry of Dice. Uh, I don't, we haven't got a great deal else to say. Don't, uh, put the 23rd of October in your diary uh, and make your way over to DM North to find out the info about Roll for the North. We've already mentioned the YouTube channel. We've already mentioned the Twitch. We've already mentioned Mod Extra through the course of a normal episode. We've already mentioned BritRoller6.com. So. Discord. Oh, yeah, come join our Discord. It'd be nice to see some more faces around there. fun in there. Yeah, there's bits and bobs going on. Chatter. Talking about King of the Hill theme tune and the Littlest Hobo. Uh, And and the reading order for the June series before the film comes out. Is it Paul Uh, in there, then? No, Paul isn't in there. Although, it's funny you should say that, because I then mentioned and said, uh, hey, hey, you want to talk to someone about June? You should talk to Paul. Yeah, we could get him on for another book club, couldn't we? That could be a bit of a you know time. Yeah, uh, do you know Ben said to me at the UK Nationals we should get him. Uh, UK Nationals, UK Games Expo said to me we should get him back on. Said it was one of the best segments we ever did. <laughs> it's not wrong. No, no. Uh, if you're on your way over to Origins this coming weekend, I think it's this coming weekend, then uh, have a good time. See you there, boys. Enjoy yourselves. Oh yeah, that's right. When are you? When are you getting on the plane? Uh, what is it today? Um, yeah, soon. Soon, yeah. Okay, keep your eyes out uh, for Andy at Origins uh, for the Big Dice Masters event. Uh, so, in the meantime, I've been Chris, aka True Mister Six, and I've been Andy, aka the Collector. 
<laughs> See you later, folks. Bye bye. So we're going to get people going, why? What's going on at Origins? It'll <laughs> <laughs> be like people turning up for those masters. That's the bit. Oh, we should have properly worked that. <laughs>